Ladies and gentlemen, we are back at it again on Gentlemen's Talk. I am your sister's favorite Dilf, Mr. GQ. I am your baby mama cousin favorite DJ, DJ Micah B. What's happening, all of our beautiful listeners out there? We are riding high. We just had a phenomenal, phenomenal interview. We just finished interviewing Mr. Jiggy and Sarge. A lot of great content came out. Y'all will see that interview posted on the YouTube page and on Gentleman'sTalk.com after we're done making this recording tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was a, a very, very fun interview. Um, as you guys basically know, we don't do the standard interview. We kind of we kind of have a talk. We drink, we have fun. We don't make it like a here's your question, give me your answer kind of thing. So you know, you're going to listen to a very very good conversation. A lot of gems are low key dropped in this video if you pay attention by and both. There's one thing that we don't do. We don't even write questions down. Yeah. It's it's strictly because it's like it's like it's like DJ Michael B said, it's not a traditional interview. Henceforth, why if you listen to the show and you've been fans of us long enough, you have the podcast, which we call Gentlemen's Talk. You've got the special thing that we do on the weekends. It's called Bruising Cues. When we do our interviews, if we even call them that anymore, we that is entitled Gentlemen's Lounge. Boom. It is meant to set the tone nice relax have some drinks chill with the fellas have a good conversation and enjoy in each other's company yeah man um we just we just kind of kick back get to know the people um not everybody likes your standard here's the question give me your answer because you kind of start to look for a story in that we're not we're not trying to break no headlines we're not looking for no stories we're just out here to give people a platform that's now. it Trying to bring that southern hospitality. They want you to be comfortable. And not only that, when you see somebody's personality, it's easier to connect. So, especially whenever you're watching their facial expressions and you see their body language and things like that, then that's that's what makes it fun. I wish y'all could one day we're gonna do a live recording on Facebook <laughs> and y'all will see the nonsense that goes on in this damn studio throughout the Bro. whole show. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, we be having fun, man. You'll see the bottles. You'll see, you'll uh, see a whole bunch of whenever uh, we have a guest here, even if they don't speak. Like the past couple of weeks, we had big homie, big homie. Uh, he's at work, so I wish he could have been here. But you already know, man. We you you see the guests, they up in here cracking up. We just the, we set an atmosphere of fun, the man. The bloopers, so. the God, it's it's just it's dumb. Like <laughs> needless to say, if somehow, some way, you know, Lord willing, we was ever able to convert this into a TV recording like a like an actual show oh man, man. it would be it would be stupid y'all like, will see the bar and like 
me oh. me walking in the side and what the hell we going to drink today <laughs> all kind you'd of dumb see stuff my, you'd see my dogs dumb asses over there by the glass you <sighs> see my you know you see my daughter walking around doing whatever it is teenagers do in 2022 um you'll Nothing. see the baby monitor over my Nothing. left shoulder cuz you'll see my other daughter knock the hell out um how was the weekend weekend was uh it was fun man uh i didn't really do too much this weekend i uh I chilled at home for mo- for mo- for the most part. I linked up with some uh, former coworkers at the old warehouse, uh, Precious and Z, and then uh, went to Waffle House like three o'clock in the morning after drinking. Oh my goodness! Hey, that's that's legendary time. And, yeah, right man. And then uh, Sunday, I got up, uh, went to church. They had a family and friends there at the church. We chilled at church till about four o'clock. Cleaned up and went home. My cousin uh, from out of town in, da- in Arkansas. Came through, and then uh, I went to my uncle's house like I normally do. So, pretty chill weekend, drinks, everything. You know how it go. What about you, man? What, what, yeah. what was going on? Um, not too much. Just it was it was kind of a low key weekend. Spent a lot of time at home. Didn't really do nothing outlandish. Just keeping my keeping my head down. I mean, I did. I had a little bit of work to go. That had to go down. Yeah. But, um. We didn't have um we didn't have volleyball games last weekend. We have volleyball games this weekend. Trying to go um trying to go four and zero. So this is gonna be our pink out game. I got uh matching pink headbands for the whole team. Hey. So and, and of course your your boy gonna be rocking his pink headband on the sideline this weekend too. So you did know. you see Baytown? Baytown is starting their adult league. For they got uh kickball. They've been at that. Yeah, but I'm just saying they're starting it up. It's about to start that's, for. That's cute. <laughs> they got their slow pitch. Softball, there. Uh, what, what is it called? Uh, uh, when men and women play co-ed. co-ed, their co-ed softball league. They can have. I used to play in all that stuff when my dad was playing, but I'm like, eh, it's Baytown. Yeah. Um, uh, the the best league we ever had in Baytown was the league of league college for uh, for flag football. So. Facts, because the Baytown flag football league was trash. Yeah. And so was the one in Deer Park, trash. Yeah. But so, anyway. Let's you know. let's get into it, man. Uh, you know, we start this thing off with a a nice, nice, nice beverage. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I'm gonna continue. I've been. I've been drinking wine. I'm gonna continue drinking that's, wine. That's a good way of saying it. A nice beverage. Um, you know, I got a little little bit of Stella here, Auntie Stella, mm-hmm. the Stella brandy, the tropical passion. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Um. Before we move any further, I would like to do a 100% special shout out. Today is a special day. Today is my twin sister's 32nd birthday. They old. I'd like to give a special shout out to Jessica and Jennifer. I love y'all very much. That's my dogs. Happy birthday. We are going to turn the fuck up on Sunday. Please tell. Brunch, brunch brunch time 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 <laughs> we're going to brunch around 10 30 oh no i can't do that i promised i was gonna be in church so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be nice though. where y'all going though um some some spot that they found over there off of shepherd okay i don't know i'm just going last last place i went to brunch crap i forgot the name of it that quick but it's right it's right down from uh Loft, loft eighteen or something like that. I can't yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know the area you're talking about. We're going to Homestead. Oh, y'all going to the hood? Yeah, we're going to Homestead over there. Off of, the name of it is Homestead. It's over there off of Shepherd. Okay. Uh, you know, I ain't worried about where we going. I don't give a damn about that. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But we from this here. We don't man. give a damn. I don't give a fuck. You know I keep the, you know I keep the blicky in the car. The blicky. Fuck? The blicky. <laughs> the blicky. <laughs> you know I'm trying to keep it. Oh my semi, god. Semi, Shut semi the hell PG up. <laughs> no, look. Always strapped. There you go. When I hit the club. Hey. <laughs> hey man. So let's uh let's get into some NBA. Let's get. Into let's a recap. Bit of NBA, we man. had yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. So we were supposed to record yesterday. Obviously. Due to unforeseen circumstances, we were not able to do such things. So the opening night of the NBA happened, of course. You had the Golden State Warriors in their ring ceremony against the Los Angeles Lakers. But before that, before that, you had the Boston Celtics. 35-35. Them boys said, hey, Philly, we're going to put that ass whooping on you. And by the way, Philly is now 0-2 because they also lost tonight by two points to the Milwaukee Bucks. But, oh, and tonight we also have the battle for Los Angeles. You've got the Clippers and the Lakers playing tonight, but I don't want to talk about that game. The game I want to talk about also happened. The Brooklyn Nets and the New Orleans Pelicans. The collapse? The collapse. And it's not even a collapse because the Brooklyn Nets never I, led I, in this game. I, I mean, I mean the, the Nets just got dominated. Um, Zion took... Zion balled out. Brandon Ingram balled out. CJ McCollum balled out. I knew that. I, you know, we Valentunas, talked about last season. Val, Valentunas balled out. This this thing they got going right now in New Orleans, it's going to work. Because CJ McCollum doesn't need the ball in his hand to score. Brandon Ingram doesn't need the ball in his hand to score. Jonas Valanciunas is going to do Jonas Valanciunas things. He's going to clean up. He's going to rebound. That's he's exactly go- what he did too. He's he, he's going to get his put. He's going to he a walking double double. I don't care if it's ten and ten. He's yeah. going to get you ten and ten. And and the Nets are a walking defensive liability. Yeah, you, you know this because you had to put your best defender in this case, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons on Zion, which is a mismatch because he's not strong enough. Not he's, nowhere. He's, it's not that he's not big enough. He's just not strong enough. Ben Simmons is about 230, 240. Zion is 280 with a 40-inch vertical. You do the math for my athletes out there. That man is putting his nutsack on top of his fucking forehead. Baby Braun. <laughs> like, the fuck? No. And every time he went left, Ben Simmons got left. Yeah, well. So, and that's not a knock because Ben Simmons is a damn good defender. He's a very good defender. But again... He's not strong enough. So I don't really know what NBA team is strong enough. The only person I think, no, I'll get, I'll give you two. There are two players in the NBA that I think not necessarily would stop Zion, but would slow him down, and that would be Giannis and Bam Adebayo. Mm. Those would be the first two to come to mind that I think could at least give him fits because Giannis has the length <coughs> and the strength, and Bam has the strength. Yeah, Bam is strong. Bam, Bam is not. A, Bam is a strong motherfucker. Joel Embiid is strong, but he's not fast enough. That's, so, yeah, yeah, that's why I didn't say Joel yeah. Embiid because if if Zion brings brings him out to the perimeter, it's a wrap. Like it's a wrap. Man, um, I can say I'm very excited about where the NBA is heading if Zion stays healthy. Um. Talk about some excitement that's needed. I mean, you think about for a while we really went without like true, true stars that are actual high flyers. 
your high flyers were, I want to say your high flyers are more of the role play. Even, you know, people be like, well, what about Zach Levine? Well, Zach Levine was more of a role player when he was winning dunk contests. 100%. So Aaron Gordon is a role player. Uh, What's the guy from Utah that won that one year? He wasn't even that good. Uh, He's not a good basketball player. I don't even know if he's still in the league. Uh, I, I um, oh, Jeremy Evans. Mm. Uh, Jeremy Evans was one that won. Jeremy Evans. Yeah, man. He he's from Utah. He won. He's the one that I think he did like the two, the two, uh, and then he won like the year before Javale McGee. And Javale McGee is another one where you really had no superstars or stars. Uh, I mean, you had DeRozan, but other than that, I mean, like LeBron won't answer no dunk contest. John Moran in the dunk contest. John Moran answering no dunk contest. I mean, Zion's not in the dunk contest. He's not. But now you're starting to see that batch of hopefully some superstars that'll be high flying. We grew up in the era with Tracy McGrady and Kobe and, and v- Steve. Excuse me, Steve Francis, Vince Carter. Exactly. Kobe. Co- it, Let's right. not forget that Kobe was in the dunk contest Kobe too. Kobe was like. the first person I named. Yeah, well, I'm just yeah, like, you know. But it, we we you're not seeing a, the batch of super. I mean, I'm not going to discredit Dwayne Wade either. So Isaiah, Dwayne, Ry- Isaiah Ryder. Well, Isaiah Ryder was just—he was a role player. He was a good it dunker. It don't matter. Though. He was a, he was a, but, but, he was a damn but, good dunker. But I'm just—I'm talking about like stars that are yeah. that are dunkers. So like, uh, Dwight Howard was another one. Can't can't leave out Dwight. Hey, um, Nate Robinson for 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 a stretch. Yeah, Nate Robinson was a pretty good player. Iggy, I give him—I Iggy. give it to Iggy. But this is a—we uh, have some some very very interesting dunkers right now, especially. Gary Payton has been postering every damn person. <laughs> I don't know. This dude is crazy. That man is on a mission. Um, he might not be a superstar, but man, his dad was. <laughs> He's like, I got my ring, and I'm on a mission. So I'm I'm ve- I'm very um intrigued because I'm tired of seeing people come to court and just shooting three pointers. I'm tired of it. I get it, but everybody ain't Steph and Clay Thompson, bro. You're just not. Everybody ain't Damian Lillard. It just, it, yeah, I know. It's ask, just the way ask, of life. Ask, West, ask Westbrook. Oh my God. Okay, so moving on to this Boston um, 35 and 35, man. Uh, you think Boston can get back to the finals? Mm. Not can they. Will they get back to the finals? Mm. It's too early to ask me a question like that. That's the point of asking you the question now. I wanted your too early response. I'm gonna say yes, huh. and that's without Robert Williams, who's still out with an injury, right? And without um, shit, who they pick up in the off season that's out this out for the season too? Um, foreign player? No, he's not foreign. He's American. Uh, white boy, shooter type, Gallinari. Gall. Okay, I promise you, I don't know how long Gallinari has been in the league. What I do know is Gallinari has a season-ending injury every season. I don't know if he played more than 50 games in a season in the past 10 years, bro. I'd be curious to know what his fucking what his total career earnings have been, though. And Yeah, he keeps getting freaking cons, and he's a good player. He's not a, he is. He's, he he's is a good a, player. He's not an all-time uh, 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 great player, but he's a very good player. He's skilled. He can shoot. Um, Yeah, he he's good, so... It just sucks that injuries have pretty much robbed him of everything. So, but you know, um, 
I would say I don't think they're going to get back. I don't. Um, I still believe, even though Boston won last year and got to the finals, a part of me still believes that the Heat are the is the better team. It's just that Boston had a better game seven. Was it game seven or six? Six. Boston, Boston, six. Boston had a better game six, and I felt like Jimmy had just finally ran out of gas, um, which is okay. Yeah, because I mean the Celtics ran out of gas in the finals. Yeah, the Celtics definitely ran out of gas, but um, I will say the two the two teams in the East I think are the best are the Heat and the Bucks, especially because that man came back from injury. Y'all know who I'm talking about. That man, Mr. Middleton. Chris Middleton is back, and Giannis almost beat. <laughs> you know, so Giannis almost carried his team to the conference finals last year by himself, bro. So, yeah. And most of that roster still intact. Bobby Portis is still there. Yep. You got Lopez is still there. Yep. Um, Pat Coddington is still there. Drew Holiday. I mean, so, excuse me. Most of their core, well, their core is the same. Their core is still the same. Um. Do you think the um, the Bucks are a team that needs to be somewhat active around the trade deadline? Do you think they can win as currently <clears throat> constructed, or do you think they still need some more, whether it's shooting, whether it's defense, defenders, excuse me, defenders? Fuck, like what do you, what do you think would be the the one thing that would just push them over the top? I I really believe that them losing PJ Tucker hurt them. Yes. Well, because, it hurt. It also hurt. It hurt the Heat when we lost him too. Yeah, I I, I do believe them losing PJ because PJ Tucker is he's different. He's he's like I don't want to say Pat Beverly, but I mean, I mean that's because P, you'll feel PJ Tucker's presence on the game without him ever. PJ Tucker in the game, oh for four, but you're gonna know PJ Tucker was in that game. Mm-hmm. You need you. I think. You need an impact player on defense to relieve Giannis of guarding the best player. Granted, Drew is very good on defense, but if you're best player in a point guard, Drew's too small too, too small to guard anybody else. Yeah. And I love Drew. That's one of my favorite players in the NBA, and you know this. So, um, What do you think about a guy uh, who's, who is currently available, a guy like Jay Crowder? Jay Crowder would be a very good addition. Not only that, Jay Crowder can – he probably he probably shoots better than PJ Tucker. Um, I would I would welcome Jay Crowder back to the Heat. I think Jay Crowder is a a person that just about every team would welcome back. Besides, um, is that Phoenix? Yeah. <laughs> besides Phoenix. Well, hell, Phoenix got to figure out what they want to do with DeAndre Ayton on top of that. So. Uh, I think Phoenix window has closed. The year where they were up to zero on the Bucks was probably the best chance for them to win a championship. Um. I love Chris Paul, but you can see you can see the end of the tunnel. You can see you're right, right, right. The the light at the end of the tunnel is coming for Chris Paul. Yeah, un- unlike like, can you see it from LeBron? Yeah, from a a far far distance. Chris Paul is like looking down the hallway to the bathroom. Yeah, it's it's um it's coming quick. <clears throat> Luckily for Phoenix, they do have uh. Good players, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, what's 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 the backup? Uh, Cam Cam uh 
Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. Cam uh campaign is the other mm-hmm. one. Cameron Payne, yeah. Cameron Payne. Of course you've uh, got Devin Booker. You have Devin You you have a good young core. <clears throat> now, what happens with DeAndre Aiden, I don't know. Either either you flip him for a bunch of firsts and continue adding to, or you find a way to make him happy because I think he fits with that young core as well. They're gonna trade him for Bam at a bio. Nope. <laughs> nope. Maybe you flip DeAndre Aiden for Miles Turner. Because you know Miles Turner and Buddy Heal is like a package right now. Yeah, but Maybe. I still think Buddy Hill's going going to going to going to end up in LA at some point. But I hope not. I mean, I don't care personally. I don't, no. I don't give a shit where he ends up, but unless he ended up in Miami, who Miles Turner? No, Buddy Hill. Oh, I don't know what we would unless they're gonna take Duncan Robinson. Exactly. If y'all take that contract from us, we'll take we'll take them both. <laughs> So, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there, you know. Hey, manifest it. <laughs> I will because Buddy Hill will come off the bench with Oladipo. Mm. Yeah, because that would give me a reason to move, either move Tyler Hero into the starting lineup, or I have my second unit is Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo, and Buddy Hield. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because you arguably could probably move you could with that lineup depending on who's on the floor oh and i gotta think about that for a minute i would consider playing like oladipo on the wing like at a three i would think about it i don't know if i like it but i think about it yeah. it wouldn't be hero hero gotta be up top obviously and buddy Hield is too small to play three obviously so i don't know big dreams move jimmy to three play oladipo at two yeah well, if I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna, I want hero playing. I want hero too. Okay. Well, I want hero shooting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So I guess in this case, Buddy Hill would be the one. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of interesting stuff. You know, NBA season just started. We gonna get. We yeah. we, we 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 got a lot. If, any, of if anybody NBA can make a move, the Don gonna do it. The Don. The Don. Pat Riley. The Don. The man retired Michael Jordan's jersey, and Michael Jordan never played for the. That's crazy. That's just the ultimate respect. That is the ultimate respect. That's when you know you to go. Speaking um, of retired jerseys, the Chicago Bulls did the same thing with Derrick Rose's jersey. They no longer allow anybody to wear the number one, and so when Derrick Rose officially retires, they will officially retire Derrick Rose's jersey. Now, of course, that was met with controversy because there are a lot of Bulls apologists out there <coughs> who are like, oh, but what about Dennis Rodman's jersey and all this stuff? I'm like, you asking the wrong person. The Bills, the the Bills, the Bulls organization could have retired Dennis Rodman's jersey a long time ago. I don't think they're going to do it for the simple fact that Dennis Rodman isn't homegrown. Yeah, and there, there's there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. He's homegrown. Um, there is a very few select bunch of players that have their jersey retired in more than one place. I do believe eventually it will happen for LeBron. I think LeBron will have it in Cleveland and Miami. And um, LA. I'm a sure. I don't know. No, I mean I think he's gonna be retired in all three. Just like a guy like Charles Barkley, you know it's gonna be in Phoenix and in, and in Houston. Which I don't know. No, he's be. not. He's not getting retired in Houston. Hey, Philly, 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 not Philly. Houston. I'm sorry, Philly. Yeah. I apologize, but yeah, definitely not Houston. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? What 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 about Scotty? You think that you know, Scotty in in Portland and in Chicago? I. I don't think Portland is going to retire Scotty's number. Um, 
Could they honor him some way? Yes. But you rarely hear Scotty ever talk about the Portland Trailblazers. You don't ever hear him talk about the – and he had an incredible run he with did. the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I'm just thinking about players who were cornerstone players for other franchises that went to other franchises. Like, you know, players who could have their jersey retired in multiple places. Vince Carter could be one. The Nets were very good while he was there. Vince Carter played for so many teams. Yeah, but the Nets and and, and the Raptors. The Nets and the Raptors would be the big ones. Um, Maybe if Mark Cuban wants to, maybe Dallas. Doubt it. I said maybe. Steve Nash could be one eventually. Um, Well, besides Phoenix. Dallas. You got to remember that that the first couple of years, his run with Dirk was really, really legendary. And they got drafted, I think, in the same class. Yeah, too. but what did it equate to? They got they, they got to Western Conference. Okay. They got to Western Conference Final. I mean. All right. I mean. Mark Aguirre could have been one if uh Boston never retired his jersey. Yeah. I mean, he was a very, very, very ooh. I think Moses Malone has a shirt shirt retired in two places. I think he has Philly and Houston. So he's another one. Um I mean, you don't want to see um, Steve Nash's uh, Lakers jersey retired? You got jokes. You got jokes on a fucking Thursday, huh? I always got jokes on a Thursday. You got jokes on a fucking Thursday. I always got jokes on a thirsty Thursday. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. um, I can't really think of anybody else where I'd be like, uh, oh, I mean, Mitch, not Mitch Richmond, um, Tim Hardaway. Tim yeah. Hardaway is one that comes to mind with uh, Run TMC good and the one. Miami Heat. That's a good one. Alonzo Mourning is another one that yeah. should be retired in two places. Him and Larry Johnson and uh, with, with yeah. Charlotte. So, I mean, obviously, obviously, Alonzo in Miami is going to be, yeah. you know, that's obvious. Yeah. He's, he had a great run in Miami. Depending on what DeMar DeRozan do in the next couple of years with Chicago, you never know. That's he, true. He, he definitely, yeah. Still... So, you still, do you still feel like there's an outside chance somewhere that DeMar DeRozan could end up in it with his home team with the Lakers? Not yeah. this season. I'm yeah, just saying. at the end of his career. Kind of like Westbrook when, mm. he's, <clears throat> when he's out of his prime. Only difference is uh, DeMar DeRozan can actually shoot the damn basketball. This is true, 100%. DeMar DeRozan can kind of wind down in his career and be more like VC was mm-hmm. at the end of his career because he can actually shoot the basketball. Yeah. So, who knows? That 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 double jersey retirement is a real a real stickler. Um they'd be, they'd be, ah, be Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett comes to the, mind. The Celtics and the fucking Timberwolves. I don't know if the Celtics will ever retire Ray Allen's jersey. But they should the C- the Seattle SuperSonics or the Milwaukee Bucks damn sure should Miami Heat could they're not retiring Ray Allen's jersey in Miami they're not retiring his jersey you in brought Miami. you brought championships to Pat Riley I, they're not retiring his jersey she in Miami I, I love Ray I love Ray Allen I, w- I would think about it that's that's like telling me that maybe Paul Pierce bro. should has two jersey retired bro you, no hell no that's not he left. He left Boston and got two more rings. That's true. So no, it's not the same thing. Eh. It's not. No, it's, it's not. not. It's, it's not. not. Ray, Ray Allen wasn't a key. I mean, he was a key piece, but I mean, like he, say, he, he wasn't a Tom star. Allen. He wasn't a star. He, he didn't have to be. Hey, 
He made one of the biggest, most clutch shots in the playoffs, and it was against your team. I think they're going to honor... Fuck you. I think they're going to honor Ray Allen at some point. But they're not... The the, the people that are going to get their jerseys retired, it's only one person left, which is LeBron. Yeah. And we'll see if Pat Riley actually... Pat Riley still harbors feelings. Switch it up, man. Let's uh, let's talk some football. Yeah, yeah. We so, got a Thursday night game going on right sure now. We sure do, boy. We have it, and it's it's entertaining to say the least. It's definitely well. It was entertaining. Now it is thirty-five to seventeen in favor of the Arizona Cardinals. Sadly, that might be the best Thursday night game we have all season um, at this point. What's crazy about these um? These Thursday night games, and mind you, with the Cardinals, uh, James Conner's not playing. Um, he was inactive um, a couple hours prior to the game. But, pardon me, I had to get that out. The biggest thing I've, I've noticed with these Thursday night games for Amazon is it has benefited the defenses more than anybody else. So, for all my fantasy football <laughs> players out there, facts. The Thursday night defense is been pretty <laughs> damn good. Except if you played the Saints defense tonight, I apologize because they show gave up 35. But if you somehow, someway gambled and played the Cardinals defense, you have two pick sixes. Two. Not one. Not three. You have two. <coughs> That's massive. So the, That's 12 it, points right there for I your really, defense. And if you somehow, if you started Andy Dalton, shame on you first off. <laughs> Damn. Shame on you. Like, I know. Listen, listen. Andy Dalton might have negative points right now. Listen to me. All right. I know we're all suffering from this week six by week blues. All right. Facts. You are talking about, I believe when I listened to it on the Fantasy Football uh, podcast, you have, this is one of the first times in the history where you've had multiple players that are in the top 10. All out. Josh Allen, out. My quarterback is out. Justin Jefferson is out. Stephon Diggs is out. Jalen Hurts is out. Gabriel Miles Sanders Davis. is out. Gabriel, Gabriel Davis Who is out. Who had a monster game last week, by the way. Cooper, very much Cooper so. Cup is out. Like Dalvin Cook is out. Dalvin Cook is out. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins is, is out. out. Like, this is ridiculous. Mind you, that affected me greatly on my fantasy football team, on my money team. By the way. Our prediction looks very damn good right now with Minnesota for the season. We try oh, to tell them. Absolutely. Um, so on my money league team, I have Cooper Cup, Gabriel Davis, and Miles Sanders, all three of which are out this week. You're losing this week, aren't you? No. Fuck okay. no, I ain't losing. The fuck? We'll see. I'm hey, I'm waiver diving, but I will we'll take see. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and give you some full disclosure. So with those three guys being out, my quarterback is still Patrick Mahomes, who is not on a bye week. So that part is cool. Well, that was I, still, I still got my man Nick Chubb. Boss. Nicky. Not afraid. Now, the problem is my receiving <clears throat> core. So. Your whole receiving core is out. <laughs> no, they're not, actually. They're not. But two of my biggest receivers are out. But if you guys were paying attention earlier in the season when we talked about my money league draft, there was a particular player that I drafted that's been sitting in my IR spot. And his name is Michael motherfucking Gallup, who I am starting this week. And I started him last week. Against, I forgot who they're playing. The Detroit Lions. 
Who gives up, I think, the most yards. All, they give up all the yards and all the points. Yeah. So, Michael Gallup, please give me a Cooper Cup-style game. It's like, going to suck if Dak favors C.D. Lamb. Well, we'll see. I don't need. I don't care if he favors C.D. I just need enough targets, catches, yards, and touchdowns for Michael Gallup and PPR <clears throat> to be relevant. Now, the problem is my other two receivers. I am gambling tonight, and it's not looking the best right now because I do have Marquez Callaway, who currently has one point. Wow. Um, I'm also gambling on my second receiver because, ladies and gentlemen, when you play in a money league, the pickings are very small. No pun intended on a pickings um, move there. But I'm also starting Donovan Peoples-Jones. Wow. Against the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> so, people, lot now, granted, if you think about it, it's actually not a bad play. No. Because who's going to draw <clears throat> the number one corner? Amari Cooper. Target's got to go somewhere. And Baltimore's kind of in a little slump right now. Well, Baltimore's secondary is not all that good right now anyway. So if anybody can benefit from it, it can be Donovan Peoples-Jones. Will that actually work? I don't fucking know, but it's worth a shot. It was better than me not playing a single person in those positions. So I'm also, I also have, um, I'm start, I have Raheem Mostert playing again. I've got my man Pat Fryer-Muth. Hopefully he clears concussion protocol. If not, it'll be Robert Tanyan. I do have Cincinnati's defense again. Um, I've been rolling with them. I'm going to keep rolling with them. Um, so I've got them, and I've got Cincinnati's kicker as well. So I've got a weird little mix going on there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with your team, right? I don't know what's going on with your team this week. But but they've got, they've got, the, Atlanta, they got the Atlanta Falcons, so... Hopefully Cincinnati's defense can do what they do. They actually have really have a really good secondary. Yeah. So if they can keep Drake London and Kyle Pitts kind of under control and hopefully, you know, Marcus Mariota decides to, you know, give us a couple turnovers, you know, we'll be all right. So it's going to be an interesting week. If I come out of this week somehow with a win, pretty fucking amazing. It would be pretty amazing. It'll just it'll just further prove my waiver uh, wire ability. <laughs> that was my only loss uh, this past weekend was in the money league. I won in our league, big time win. I won in CJ's league by a lot. I blew that guy out the water. I lost I by three points in CJ's league, but I won. In our, I'm still undefeated in our league, which is I won freaking ridiculous. I won money in FanDuel and in DraftKings this weekend. So I had a really good fantasy weekend. NBA is off to a good start. Uh, we'll see how the rest of this fantasy week goes. I I did have a, I did suffer a, a an injury slash loss because I I do have Miles Turner. He didn't play last night. It was like a he he got injured in pregame, pregame warm up. So I did so, I mad. I was only mad because I had um Nicholas Claxton on the bench. Nick Claxton put up like thirty three fucking points. Uh. And I was like, bruh, <clears throat> I needed those points, but it's okay. The perils, the good, the benefits of fantasy basketball as opposed to any anything else is it's a whole ass week. Yeah, people play all the time. So it's like, yeah, I didn't get 33 points that night, but I also did have Steph Curry. I also had Andrew Wiggins. I also had I had Wiseman playing. So I made up for all those lost points. By the way, here's here's one key to fantasy basketball. If you got somebody playing Three times in a week as to as opposed to two. You might want to play that person three times that week. Try to find a way to play that person three times that week. 
it makes all the difference at the end of the week. The, big, the biggest you. thing with fantasy basketball is looking for those players who are playing three, four, and possibly five games in that week. Yeah. Especially if they're your cornerstones, <clears throat> your stud. So not you don't necessarily have to dig into the waivers too much if you draft accordingly. Now, mind you, that also requires you knowing the NBA schedule and a few other things. So, But we've been drafting the way we've been drafting for so long, we kind of just – Make it work. Yeah, we just know. So, like, like I said, I like the overall point spread. I believe you and I are projected to finish with the two highest sets of points for the first week. Yes, we are. Which is like fifteen ninety seven and fifteen eighty seven. So <laughs> which we'll, actually isn't surprising to either one of us. By so the way, not a, not a bad start for week one. That just you know says a lot about our draft. So, I'm with that. Should be good. We'll talk about our uh, results of our fantasy NBA stuff um, next week because it won't end till Sunday anyway. Yep. And we'll be on the week two <clears throat> by that time. You want to get into these shout-outs? Absolutely. Beautiful. I actually do have a, uh, a brew today. It's been a while since we actually had a brew. You do. And while you get your um, get the shout-out going, I will get those ready. All right. Um, My shout-out today is going to go to my cousin Chantel, who has a birthday tomorrow yes she does she has a birthday tomorrow happy birthday to her and of course to your lovely sisters my hitters from day one since i've known you happy birthday to the twins y'all turn up on sunday wish i could be there can't be there but hey i'm pretty sure y'all gonna have fun i know uh pop's gonna roll through and he gonna show some love to his to his to his babies right there oh it's gonna be a family affair yeah, I think I'm one of the only friends that your dad claims as a, as a son. So sounds about right. Um, and of course, like I said, of course, you know, the shout out does go to um to my sister's turning 32 today. So big deal for that. I'm also giving a shout out to my flag football team, HTX Fear. We start a new season this upcoming Sunday. Um, our season, our our league is growing. We now have 11 teams that'll wow. be in this upcoming season. So that's a big deal. That means for the sake of the schedule, we pretty much will get to play everybody once, which is huge. So, like that, sets us up for success. Our <coughs> co-ed team um, balled out this past Tuesday. Um, Five-man is playing. No, our eight other eight-man team is playing tonight. Five-man played last night. Trying to keep up with this schedule is fucking crazy. But needless to say, we got a lot of football going on, and our newest mock-up jersey design is out coming soon it is going to be inspired by because of course you know the blue one was inspired by the houston astros who are currently in the playoffs this upcoming jersey is inspired by the new orleans saints it is that white with that gold trim on black so very nice so you already know how we do with that kind of stuff so those jerseys will be coming soon drip all the way so let's see what kind of brew we don't brought back a old school brew yeah Soon as he brought this in the house, I was like, "Bro, you brought this sweet shit." But it's cool. Yeah, I bought but, something sweet. It was time for a little switch up. But he brought that that good old not your father's root beer. Shout out to my dad, by the way, because my dad came to the house the other day just to kick it. Um, he brought this, and I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna take this to the show." So. We have Not Your Father's Root Beer. And it's crazy because Not Your Father's has a, has a couple of different ones. But I can't seem to find them anywhere in Baytown or Pasadena area. 
That's because they weren't very good and they didn't sell very well. And not your father's root beer was, I think, because they had not your father's root beer, not your father's cream soda, cream soda, and that's yeah. And then they had the uh, the other one, like I think it was Henry's. Yeah, Henry's ginger ale was yeah. really the ginger beer was hard. I love the ginger beer. The rest of them was just okay. But that's what we got. We're gonna drink it because it's here. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Sorry, HEB. I didn't get it from y'all this time. You got it from his local convenience though. Yep. But still here. Everything is better. Yes, sir. Oh. That's still good. I don't care. I don't drink a lot of dark soda, so my body's like, eh, what are you doing? I don't drink I don't I don't drink soda, period. <laughs> no, but we make it do what it do. All right. I'm gonna make it do what it do, baby. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us get these prime time picks rocking and rolling. So, obviously, with this being Thursday, we had to make our pick off air prior to this Thursday night game starting. So, we both did pick the New Orleans Saints, and obviously, that was not the best choice, given no. the current score of this ass whooping that's happening right now. Damn you, Taysom Hill. Shit, damn you, Andy Dalton, throwing two pick sixes. You gave him up. Hey, maybe not. It is now 24-35, so the Saints are making moves. So how much how much time is left in the game? Um, I don't know. Okay. I'm just kind of looking at it's on NFL.com. I don't I can't tell right off top, but either way, we picked the Saints. Let me roll on down. Sunday night football. Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tungavaloa will be playing on Sunday. So will Jalen Waddle. So will Tyreek Hill. I do not know who the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to be. Actually, I think it's probably going to be Mitch. I think uh, Kenny Pickett is going to – I don't know if he had a concussion or something else, but I, th- I think he's out for a couple games. <coughs> I, have to, I haven't dug it too sucks, much into man. it. That absolutely sucks. Uh, Mitch Mitch had a pretty good pretty good game last week, though. Um, with all that being said <laughs> – they're playing who? The Dolphins. <laughs> and who's the quarterback for the Dolphins? Tua Tungavailoa. Is he confirmed to play? Yes. <laughs> I'm taking the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins as well. It's just, no My bad. There. I'm sorry. I'm not taking the Dolphins. I'm taking Tyreek Hill. <laughs> there you go. That was too easy. Um, Rolling on over to Monday Night Football. The Chicago Bears versus the New England Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a spoiler. This is what's going to happen. The Patriots are going to beat the brakes off the Bears. (laughs) Justin Fields is going to throw two interceptions. Our defense is going to have a field day because his name is Matthew Judon. And he's going to get all up in Justin Fields' ass. That's just how it's going to be. I don't think they have an answer for Ramondre Stevenson. I'm hoping that we get our full complement of weapons. I do hope that Jacoby Myers is back, along with Devontae Parker and Hunter Henry and all those guys. I don't. I need them to stay out another week. Let me tell you why I need them to stay out another week. Because it doesn't make any sense for them to play. It just doesn't. I mean, of course, it makes sense for them to, to get their rhythm back and stuff. But let's be serious here. Well, it's also not confirmed yet, but it's been talked about that Mac Jones may be back and actually starting in this one. Personally, I would hold Mac Jones out for another week and let Hell Bailey yeah. Zappi do the Bailey Zappi thing. 
as as bad as Chicago has been, their defense isn't that horrendous. They, they can still the defense that Chicago has can still get to the quarterback. Sure. I mean, I don't know how good that's going to turn out against New England. I mean, they can I mean, also get thirty five points put up on them. That's true. But yeah, so I'm taking New but England you can put in this the, game. The offense can put up thirty five points while the quarterback is also getting hit. Needless to say, none of that actually freaking matters. The 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 fact of the matter is one team has Bill Belichick and one team doesn't in this situation. And I'm riding with good old Bill. Yeah. So we differ on none of these primetime picks. No. So when we do brews and cues on maybe Friday, unless you want to do Saturday evening. Or we could do Sunday morning because Saturday I got the uh the games. Yeah, Saturday I've got pictures and I've got we got volleyball games. Yeah. Um we could what time you wanna do? If we do a Friday, what time you wanna do a Friday? I get off at seven, so we could do it right after about eight o'clock. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. I'll be here. I'll be at home. We can do it. <laughs> um shout out to the Houston Astros, who are now up 2-0 in the ALCS. Alex boom, Bregman's three-run home run powers Houston past the Yankees in a 3-2 game. Hey, read that shirt real quick. win. It says, Crush City. Bang! So there's that. Sorry, Yankees. I still like y'all. When y'all play against the Astros, you are the fucking enemy. Yeah. Plain and simple. I just want the Yankees to lose. I know it. For my own selfish reasons. I know it. So I have no problem riding with the Yank with the with the Astros to win. The no. real you know what? The real compelling series is the series on the other side with the Padres and the Phillies, because nobody thought either one of those teams would be there right now. Seriously. That is nobody the, the, thought <laughs> that the Braves would lose like they did. Nobody thought that. I mean, hell, even when the Blue Jays got bounced, like they thought, you know, people thought the Blue Jays was going to make a run. The Dodgers got bounced, which was a shocker to everybody. Yeah. Like, everything is brand new in baseball this for these playoffs. Like, there's going to be a new champion. Like, Except the Astros. The Astros are No, just no, there. new as far as, like, the champion. Oh, like, well, yeah. You lost your defending champ. You de- you lost your defending NL and ALCS champions yep. from last year. Like it's it's all new. So, but you know what? I love postseason basketball. I love postseason NFL. Postseason baseball is just unpredictable, dude. Like it's the it's like the and you have a series. You have a seven game series. It is so unpredictable because one night you can go absolutely ice cold and not hit a damn ball the whole night. Yep. Jose Altuve, for instance, he hasn't had a hit the whole damn playoffs, and yet the Astros keep winning. I need Altuve to come alive at some point. But, I mean, he's contributing in other areas of, of the course, field. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's, he's still a dog in the field. Let's not, yeah. But postseason baseball is just so unpredictable because it's, it's really about who you're matched up with. Like, no matter how good a superstar is, he cannot determine the outcome of a whole series in, in baseball. Mm-mm. He can't. You, you just can't. The NFL is compelling because it's only one fucking game. The NBA, you, we all watch these damn series and basically know who that was going on. I mean, last year, granted, the East had a little, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not controversy, but no, but just had a little a little scare there with 
certain teams. But in the West, I mean, some people didn't. A lot of people picked Phoenix. I picked Golden State. I just thought Golden State was a better team. I also didn't expect the Mavericks to win and Chris Paul choking with Devin Booker and the rest. That's what you get. That, that's exactly what you get. What Lucas said? <laughs> what Jordan said, my bad. It's easy to talk shit when you're up. Mm-hmm. When the game's starting at 0-0, talk shit then. When you're down, talk shit then. Don't, don't wait till you get up. It's always easy to talk shit when you're up. 100%. Yeah. BJ Armstrong made that fatal, fatal, fatal mistake. And Jordan made him pay. Because he took that shit personally. Yeah, yeah. So so that's where we stand right now. It looks like baseball is really, really taking off right now. Um, it is. NBA is in a good spot right now with it just starting. NFL is starting to really hit a stride. Um, no foreign games this weekend. Next weekend we do have the, I believe the, I think we have, I think we have another London game. I don't think it's time for the Germany game just yet. No, it's not because Tampa plays Baltimore. So, no, the Germany game is not coming up yet. I don't think Mexico City is up yet because that's Cardinals and the Raiders. Um, <clears throat> so, I think we have a lot, but I do think we have another London game next week. What is it with the Raiders always playing in Mexico? I don't fucking know. I mean, I guess it kind of made sense when they were in California. I don't know. I don't know. I don't make these decisions. I just. I mean, why did we always have the Jaguars playing in London? Because their home fans don't go to the game. <laughs> why would you ask me that question? You knew exactly what the fuck I was going to say. It was a real ass question. Like every London game before they had a series, it was always like the Jags and somebody. Like it was like the fuck. Like you couldn't pick nobody else. Like no, because the Jags will still sell out no, London regardless. Man, why are we why are we over there giving London our fucking scrap heap, bro? Like give them an actual game. Like who? listen. Hey, they got a game with Green Bay and, I, and I the think, Giants. Right, right. I was about to say, they should give them like a mid-card kind of game more than a, just a trash bag. I think you can I think you can give them a marquee game. Yeah, but the owners are eventually going to have to decide. And the owners do not want to send a marquee game to London and let London's economy make all the money off of that First game. First and foremost, the commissioner has already came out and said that the NFL could support having a whole fucking division over there that for... Would- teams but well, well, that makes sense you know what i'm saying but no it don't because every year you have a team traveling that i mean not a team a, a a division like let's say like the afc west traveling to london okay so let's do this instead if you're gonna put a division over there let's just say they play a round robin and one team gets into the playoffs in the wild card round because you're not playing every... You, so imagine what, having a wild card playoff game in London. You're not going to... Well, every other year you could do one in London. But what, not, if, not if... What if that team is... What if that team so happens to be a top seed? Luck of the draw. Because you're not playing 16 games like everybody else. No, no, no. Or 17. No, no, no. When I say put a division... I'm not... Ta- I'm talking about an actual division that plays within the scope well, of the right, NFL. Right. But I'm, I'm saying... Let's, I'm changing that. Is what I'm saying. is like, okay... Let's just say, to 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 save the flight time, you have a, you you have teams over there in the division. They play around Robin, and the winner of that division gets a wild card spot in the playoffs. So every other year you have a playoff game in London. That's that's not 
fair to whatever division team you put over. If you put in a divi- if you're putting an entire division in a different country, you got to leave the schedule as is. If for some crazy ass reason that team finishes number three in the we'll say the NFC, guess there's gonna be a fucking playoff game in London for the NFC whatever division. You know, like fuck that. The players ain't gonna want that, and the, it, it don't matter what the players want. The owner, I don't think the owner's gonna want it. Then your commissioner shouldn't have came out and said what the I'm fuck just, he said. Because my thing is, how are they going to split the revenue? That it it, it will make some kind of a contract has they, to be written. Hey, they're not gonna sign off on that bullshit. The, the, the people in London are gonna want all the profits because it's their people going to the games. Not all their people, but yeah. Just you saying, do like, have you do have cats who make that. Long ass flight for a football game. Stupid. I would never. I don't know. I, I would go to the Mexico game if one if if it's like Houston or something. I mean, Mexico's right here. It's a it's a four hour plane ride. London is on shit. London is a commitment. Yeah. London's on the other side of the world, bro. Especially if you like in California or something. Mm. No, no matter which way you go. Oh, my my bad. If you believe the earth is round, no matter which way you go, dumbass shit. Um, then yeah. So you got uh, you got something for is he a hall of famer? Mm. I mean, I can draw. I can draw something up. Well, draw something up real quick because it's time for my favorite segment that we've came up with recently. Is he a Hall of Famer? NBA edition on my part. And I can't wait to throw this player at you. Of course, the rules are, well, there's only one rule. (laughs) It has to be an active player. Yes. That's it. It has to be an active player. All right. So here we go. I got my Hall of Famer. That was easy. Okay. So let's start with this one. This player that I am about to name, is he a Hall of Famer has played for 14s? Career averages of 11.4 points per game. His highest season in points was back in 07-08 with 19.9 points per game. Okay. Four teams. 9.9 points per game. He averaged 4.2 assists in his career and 4.9 rebounds in his career. Mind you, this is the NBA. So my question to you is, is he a Hall of Famer? Played, but played for four different teams. Four different teams. Averaged 11.5 points a game. Mm-hmm. Mm. What position did this play? Was this a point guard? Hell no, this ain't no point guard. <laughs> I was like, shit, 11, 11 and a half points a game ain't a lot. He's a forward, so. Yeah. Ain't no point guard going into the Hall of Fame with 11 points a game. You crazy? Shit, is there a forward going into the NBA scoring like that? <laughs> Well, I mean, you kind of, you still got to give me a guess on who it is, too. So, I actually have no idea. I am actually and genuinely surprised you didn't get this one. I can't get past the eleven and a half points a game. His best season was nineteen. 
19.9. Okay, his best season was 19.9. Like, hmm. He had a... Let me see real quick. He had a three-year peak when he averaged 18, 19.9, basically 20, and then another 18.8, which is another 19. And then he had a year after that where he averaged 17. Huh. Hmm. Um, given the... But does that player play, what, four years total, five years? What's that? The player has how many years? How many, like... Was his how long has he played? Like oh, in total? Yeah. Shit. Uh, you gave me like a eight, five year sample size, but eight, I'm like 15, 17, 18, 18 years. Shit, eighteen years and the motherfucker averaged eleven. Eighteen. I didn't think he played eighteen years. It's amazing. Shit, is it almost sound like it's somebody like a Larry Nance Jr.? I don't think Larry Nance Jr. has been in the been in the league eighteen years. Nobody is, but he's somebody who yeah been, he's been playing. Yeah, yeah. Um. And it's a forward. Damn, a forward that's still playing. Hmm. I don't have a guess. Do I think he's a Hall of Famer? What's the career rebounds? Four. No. Okay. I just I just want to know. The player in question happens to play for the Golden State Warriors right now, and it is Andre Iguodala. So, it has been brought up time and time again whether Andre Iguodala is a Hall of Famer or not. When you look at the raw numbers, you sit there and say, nah, bruh. But if you watch the career, how good he was on defense, how good he was on offense, I think he made like four or five All-Star teams and like one All-NBA Plus, he's a finals MVP. I mean, he has an okay case. Would I say he's a Hall of Famer? No. No. He, 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 he is what I call the Hall of Very Good. Yes. Very very good players. Um, I do think there will be other players that would have a better case than him that aren't active. Somebody like Tim Hardaway comes to mind. So, there you go. NBA edition, is he a Hall of Famer? Andrew Godala and Gentleman Talk agrees? Nope. All right. Let's bring it on back full circle to the NFL's version of is he a Hall of Famer? All right. Coined by Mr. GQ. Last week, we went with a pass rusher, also known as a defensive end. We're going to stick it to the defensive side of the ball. We are going to Was go it with... JJ Watt last week? Correct. Okay. We are going to go with this defensive back. I freaking hate you on this damn defensive shit. So, ladies and gentlemen, this defensive back has had 569 career tackles, 67 assisted tackles, hmm. four sacks as a defensive back, 30, 3 0. Interceptions for 323 yards and two touchdowns. Wait, wait, what, what was that number? Which number? The interceptions? 30, 3 0. Hmm. For 323 yards and two touchdowns. Yes, this player hmm. is currently playing in the NFL still. He is a defensive back, 
And the first thing that stuck out to me was my man got four sacks as a cornerback. That's that's huge. Okay, okay, all right, okay, 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 all right, okay, okay. Um, can I have the total amount of years he's played? Eleven. Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I don't know a lot of defensive backs. I'm not gonna lie to you, but he's a corner. Um, and he's still playing. <sighs> Um, I'm not a whiz on defensive players, so you will you you'll you'll either be you'll you you'll probably be a little salty if you don't get this one. Just just a tad. I'm 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 gonna say um. Shit, I'm trying to think of this dude's name right now. Um, give me a second. I'm I'm I don't know when this dude got drafted, but um. Give me either Stefan Gilmore. Okay. Or who was the dude that was on the Cardinals or the Vikings? Up uh, up uh, um uh Pat Patrick Peterson? Okay. I don't know if Patrick Peterson still plays though. I think he does. Okay. Yeah, that's my only two guesses. I don't I I don't know. Okay. That, that, that that's my two. That's my that's the two best guesses I could come up with off the top of my head. Those are both very solid guesses. And it is Patrick Peterson. All right. <laughs> hey. Yes. So they didn't answer the question though. Um I don't really Okay, so defensive backs I don't know a lot of a lot of their stats, per se. It's okay. I'm going to give you one for comparison. So, just on the outside, you, you also didn't say how many re- return touchdowns he had. I, I don't know how many return touchdowns. Patrick Peterson was a, a, a good returner in his younger years. Um, I lean towards no. I do think he's in the Hall of Very Good, but when I start thinking about Defensive backs that made the Hall of Fame, I think he's just like one tier under people like um, Charles Woodson, Champ Bailey, Ed Reed. Um, we going we go even deeper to like safeties and stuff. Uh, Troy Palomalu. Troy uh, Palomalu was a safety. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When, when we get into safeties, we're and talking like, about def- we're talking about cornerbacks. Sti- still though, I'm just I'm just saying like when I when I think about just like defensive backs, period, I just don't think he's on their level. So, uh, well, he doesn't have to be on th- those are those are all time greats. I, I, I thought that's you don't have the to be Hall of Fame. I'm just, no, I'm just, no, I'm just you know we've seen, we'll say lesser. We have seen lesser. I I do think okay. So let me put it, he will he won't get in on like the first three ballots. Let's say that the first three times is up for to go in. He won't get in because the NFL is very 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 stupid about. He's not a first battle Hall of Famer, and if you're a Hall of Famer, you're a damn Hall of Famer. Fair enough. For reference, Charles Woodson had 65 interceptions for 966 yards and 11 touchdowns. He is a nine-time Pro Bowler. He is a three-time All-Pro. He is a one-time Super Bowl champ. 
He is a 2009 AP Defensive Player of the Year. He's also a winner. Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's also a he was a Defensive Rookie of the Year. And yeah, so he was he was that guy. And he played for, of course, we know he played for two teams. He played for Oakland and he played for Green Bay. Yep. Also, I think he's still the only defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy in college. Mm-hmm. So. And Patrick Peterson is currently an eight-time Pro Bowler, a three-time All-Pro. And he was, of course, he was on the all-2010s team. Obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. I'm he trying has, to think. He I, currently has f- four. Four return touchdowns. Yeah. He has... 1,816 return yards, 195 returns. So. I take back what I said. When you break it down like that, I I think he's going into the hall. I just don't think he's going to be first ballot to whatever the fuck that means to people that actually get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's a stupid thing. The the first ballot Hall of Fame had been discredited when they didn't vote T.O. in the first time. Just fucking ignorant. They changed the rules so T.O. couldn't go in. Um, man, Patrick Peterson was a monster in the 2010s. Hey, he, we all know this. Patrick Peterson was a fool, man. He was, yeah. he might have been the best in the 2010s. Um, he did it all. The only thing he didn't do was play receiver, <laughs> and he damn sure could have probably played receiver. So as big as he was, yeah. Um, well, I say was well, big as he is. Yeah, no. For yeah, sure. I, I, I definitely, I definitely say yes. He's a Hall of Famer. Just. Depends on what tier of Hall of Fame he's eventually going to get, and whether it be the first three, the next. What you got like nine years of eligibility, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, but if you're the best in a decade, I definitely think you should go into the Hall of Fame. Going in, yes. Is he first ballot? Debatable. Of course, he had. There is an act. There is a legitimate debate about that one. Of course, you know he had. other people playing in this era that were probably that you know for sure is gonna be like okay they're going in before him maybe uh Richard Sherman comes to mind uh will Richard Sherman go in before Patrick Peterson I don't know it depends I, on when they, depends I, on when they retired really I I would disagree with you so on that. so so let me ask you if if I would disagree if, if they retire at the same time. Who do you think will get in for? Oh, or maybe they get in at the same time. I think Patrick Peterson will get in first. But for reference sake. Um, I think he should. Richard Sherman is a five-time Pro Bowler. Um, all 2010s team as well. One-time Super Bowl champ, of course. Um, he has 37 interceptions on his career, which is a lot. 478 yards for three touchdowns. But that's it. He is just a corner. Patrick Peterson being a corner and a return man is what gives him the edge over Richard Sherman. Yeah, the Richard return Sherman. does. The, return the returns does. gives him the edge over Richard Sherman. Not the fact that – because if you're talking about players, you're talking about an era where you had Richard Sherman, you had Patrick Peterson, you had – um Revis. Darrell Revis. At like, the beginning, of course. Like, you know, let's not, let's not pretend like, you know, Darrell Revis, Revis Island wasn't a thing. Oh, we know Revis Island was a thing. That's why – I didn't even bring Dar- Darrell Revis is in that air of like fucking. <laughs> we all know Darrell Revis well, is. He was is, also Darrell Revis was also in the league before both of them too. He was oh in, yeah, yeah, He came yeah. in in 07. So you know what I'm saying Dar- Dar- Darrell Revis has a case where he's but like in the middle of a fucking decade. Of those three players, though, Darrell Revis does have the least amount of interceptions. He has of 20, 29, 29 for his career. But you know what? I can also say this on the flip side. 
and this is this is probably what put Dion in really quick too because Patrick Peterson did play offense on special teams. The true elite players on defense, they just don't get the damn ball thrown their way. They just don't. And, and for Richard Sher- Sherman to have what is it, thirty-seven, and it's, mm-hmm. for him to have thirty-seven interceptions is extraordinary. As because he was very good and nobody ever threw the ball his way, which means he made the most of his opportunities. Um, well, but this, this man did go to Stanford. But well, yeah, he is a receiver converted to corner. Yeah, so he studied receiver tendencies because he played receiver. So it changed. and he graduated a four point yeah. I mean, <laughs> Richard Richard Sherman is very smart. And he did one thing that very, very few athletes can say they did. You know what that is? Destroy Skip Bayless on national TV. And Michael Crabtree. Well, I guess Tlaib did the same thing. Oh. That's what happens when you try me with a circle. like Crabtree. <laughs> Yo, I forgot all about oh, no, that. No, I ain't forget about that. We watched oh, that game man. live. Hey, no disrespect to Michael Crabtree, because Michael Crabtree was really freaking good. He just but, he, he wasn't as good as a receiver as Richard Sherman was a cornerback. Just it is what it is. No, nah, because that goal line pass breakup was oh, that man. touchdown. That would have been a touchdown if he doesn't break that up. And then what would have happened if Michael Crabtree would have had a similar interview? That's what happened when you put a trash ass corner on me like Sherman. Ooh we. It would have changed <clears throat> the whole dynamic of history. I'm not gonna lie. After that play. I don't remember Michael Crabtree doing anything. Now, mind you, it wouldn't have made a difference because the Niners would have got their ass whooped in the Super Bowl by the Patriots. Yeah. Because we immediately would have taken <coughs> Michael Crabtree out of that game. Yeah. And, yeah. I think, who was, was Alex Smith still quarterbacking at that time? I do believe Cause so. Because it wasn't, I don't think, it wasn't Jimmy G. It, no, but uh, was it wasn't. I, I don't even think it was Captain. It had to be Alex Smith. Yeah, it had to be Alex Smith. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we'd came after him. Oh yeah, Patriots defense that year too. Oh, we'd have gotten Alex Smith ass. Now, mind you, I do like now Alex Smith against the Blitz was not bad. I'm not gonna discredit that man one bit, but that would have been more of a lopsided Super Bowl had it been the Niners in the in the Patriots, yeah. as opposed to Seattle in the Patriots for sure. Oh, you know what? Because Jimmy G was still on the roster for the Patriots. Yes, he was. That was his second ring. <laughs> By the way, there's never been a time in my life where San Francisco just absolutely sucked. Yeah, we talked about that because it's true. So it's ridiculous. I don't know what they're doing in San Francisco, but they're doing shit right. Um, you had Frank Gore for a long time. Anquan Bolden for a long you know, time. You, you know what's funny about Frank Gore? And somebody, somebody might take this the wrong way. But they're trying to LeBron Frank Gore. And, and, and what I mean by that is everybody's like, well, LeBron's only going to pass Kareem because of longevity. Bro, like, like Kobe didn't play 20 years in the NBA. When T-Mac said that, I'm I was just, like, T-Mac also said it a couple of years. Somebody had kept the receipts. When they did an interview, when he had passed up somebody, and then T Mac was like, "Oh, he'll never, he'll never, he'll never catch Kareem." I'm like, T Mac, stop. To you're mad. Fa- you're mad about it being a longevity career when longevity was your Achilles' heel in your entire NBA to, career. To to be fair though, a couple of years ago, when he said that, you also couldn't predict that LeBron would be beating Father's Times ass, and he'd still. 
be averaging 27 points a fucking game. This man spends a million dollars in the offseason. I can absolutely have bet on that. Russell Wilson spends a million dollars on his body in the offseason, too, and you see and how it is Russell right Wilson now. Russell Wilson is not on the same level as LeBron James. That's why there's only two athletes in their upper ages doing what they're doing, and that's Tom Brady and LeBron James. Tom Brady ain't doing too much of nothing right now. It's not to discredit what he's done since he's, turned, since he's been in his 40s, but... Yeah. yeah, he's had a whole ass other career in his forties, which is stupid. Yeah, I think I. Do you think Father Time has finally caught Brady? No. Or do you think he's just going through too much in his personal life to be focused on yes. football? I, yeah, that. And I really wish, as a society, we wouldn't be trying to pry into this man's personal life like that. Just people, just celebrities personal lives in general because they are humans and they're normal fucking humans to me so, I will pass the celebrity be like, well, What's up, I'm just I'm just saying but I'm like you know if you and I are going through something in our life I don't want one eleven point seven million fucking people trying to dive into my fucking I'm like first of all wait a minute what I Kevin Hart but I'm like you know mind you I have had a very entertaining life to say the least so, I mean I think a lot of people would like to dive into your personal life Anyway, we're not here to incriminate you. So. No, you no, no. It would be fun. It would be fun. They would learn a lot. There you go. Shit. <laughs> but that's what I got on that. So that's as far as I'm gonna go into that. There's also this other story that I'm actually not putting as much stock in as everybody else is, and it's the um, people taking Tom Brady's con his comments and. Being pissed off about it, and I say people. I'm talking about my own people as in veterans, because he talked about playing football and equating it to being deployed overseas and whatnot. And I'm like, listen, so what? He said what he said. I mean, because you know what? You know who else said that something just like that, and people have completely fucking forgotten about it. Tom Cruise. He said shooting fucking films was like going as was like deploying overseas and all that whatnot. And guess what? Tom Cruise came out with another fucking Top Gun, and guess what? Ain't nobody brought them old receipts back up. I, 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 so stop with a, so stop with this recency bias shit. I'm I'm not a person to read too much into something like that. Obviously, he didn't mean it on the level that a lot of people took it. He was just saying, like, look, whenever football season comes around, I'm locked in. And I lock everything else off besides football. It's really not that deep, and people just want to, people just want, people just want to be woke, bro. People I, just want to be pissed off for pe- no reason. Yeah, and people just want to be woke, pissed off, whatever. They just, they just want to react. And all you woke folks can't eat a dick. All of them go back to hell asleep, like because they too woke for the niggas is actually woke. Yeah, why don't you take your ass back to sleep so you can stop being so woke? Because you ain't gaining nothing. What do you do? You really think you have enough power to cancel somebody like Tom Brady? Because you don't. You don't. Nobody has enough power. To you can Tom be Brady. as pissed off as you want, and I'm telling you from a fellow fucking veteran who's been overseas twice, what he said didn't bother me one bit. There are motherfuckers in this country who have done worse shit, like my stolen valor ass fucks, who don a uniform and be fake. Why don't we start talking about? How about we talk about the lady who 
took a DD-214 and made a fake one and stole a bunch of money from a bunch of non-profit veteran organizations to get shit paid for. How about we talk about those kind of people? Since we want to go on a rant about people making fucking comments. How about people steal fucking money from veterans? How about that? Let's I'll, play that game instead. Let's, let's, let, let, let's, do one, let's do one even better. Something that we haven't really talked about. How about Brett Favre? How about fucking Brett Favre? How about Brett Favre stealing money? From the poor. From the poor. This is reverse Robin Hood. I was just about to say this man on some reverse Robin Hood shit. Reverse Robin Hood. That man stole from the poor. But woke culture was more focused on Ime Udoka and what he did in his personal life. Again, with this personal life shit. But not what somebody actually did that was actually wrong. Low down dirty. But it's cool, you know, we just, you know, we only want to focus on the, the pop culture things, not the real life things that are going on that are actually affecting people, like stealing from the poor. It's a big deal. Like, we, we wanted to... And we ain't talking about no damn petty change either. No, no, we're not. Like, we tried to make, the, we as, the, the world tried to make somebody like Michael Vick look like a terrible human being, like the worst of the worst, when, you know, he was caught up with the whole dog fighting thing. And I'm like, listen... We have criminals in prison that have done considerably worse things. And y'all weren't trying to drag any of them through the mud. It happens. People make mistakes. I'm not saying what, what that man did was perfect. I love dogs. I got two of them. I got two assholes in the corner of my house right now. Like, I love my dogs. But, you know, he made a mistake. Nobody, I don't see nobody out there defending people for the cockfighting that's going on. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, but it's because oh, because you don't keep chickens in your house, huh? Is that what it is? Because you don't have chickens on your couch. All it, oh, okay, that's what it is. Okay, since you want to be so woke, take a melatonin, take your ass to sleep. Did we just have a real talk session without introducing a real talk session? We had an impromptu real talk session because I got pissed off and I was like, "Fuck <laughs> it, I'm gonna let it all hang out." This is real talk. So, <laughs> listen. Making a comeback, woke folk. <laughs> take a melatonin. And go your ass back to sleep. Take your ass back to sleep. And wake <laughs> up on the right side of the bed. Period. And if you don't like it, too fucking bad. Oh, I swear to God, I thought you was going to say suck it. <laughs> nah, no, no, no. Don't come after me, though. Actually, come after me if you want to. You know, speaking about that, before we, we get off the air, we, don't, we rarely talk about WWE. You're going to be proud of me. You're going to be proud of me on this one. I really, really, I don't know who came up with the idea to put the KO show on next, but that shit was amazing. I watched the segment on YouTube. I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. Shout out to Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Their presence are being felt in WWE, man. Um, Everything WWE is touched right now is turning into gold and it's beautiful. It, it just shows that Vince had really went stale on writing and being creative and... um. Not Nothing wrong not, with that. No, not trusting his young, innovative writers to do what they do. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Then you're talking about a man that's, who's probably aged out of touch with, yeah. uh, with culture right now. So. He's, he's the equivalent of a coach who was set in his ways and didn't adapt to the game. Ooh. Um, uh, uh, uh. The Giants coach. Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin. There we go. That's who, that's who Vince McMahon was. He was Tom Coughlin. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Your, your ways have aged out. I'm not saying that you didn't have some good things going on, but you didn't have everything going good at once. So, hey. Well, you know, I guess we uh, close this thing out. 
Yes, sir. So that is all we have today. Tune in this weekend. Well, really, might be tomorrow, actually, for Bruising Cues as we continue to knock out our season-long picks for this season-long bottle bet. And once again, shout-out to the Astros. Please, 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 please close out them punk-ass Yankees and send them home because we don't want to see them nowhere near the World Series in the first place. I don't want them motherfuckers to come back to Houston. So cool. Crush City, keep crushing it. No more 18-inning games, though, please. Please. Good Lord, please, no more 18-inning games. I've lived through two of them in my lifetime now, thanks to the Astros. Keep doing y'all thing. I'm going to root for you for now till the next season when the Red Sox are back doing what they do best. Um, Losing. Nah, we stay winning. That's why we've been. That's why. We, that's not true. It is but true. anyway. With, do, we, do we or do we not have a World Series in the last five years? Yeah, shut the fuck up. That's not that's not staying winning though. You're out the playoffs. It's staying relevant. It's staying relevant. It's better than the Yankees. I digress. (laughs) Wait a minute. The Yankees have made the playoffs four out of the last five years. Made the playoffs. Yeah, but the last time they when when the last time they they had a World Series trophy. When Alex Rodriguez was swinging the bat. How long ago was that? Two thousand nine or ten somewhere. Okay. Not even in this decade. That don't mean they're not relevant, though. Sure, they're relevant. So are the Cowboys, and what are they doing? Not winning. I hate you. Call it what you want. But the Yankees aren't finishing 500 like the Cowboys did. You're right. <laughs> I'll give you that. And, and they're not getting into the playoffs because of technicality. <laughs> i give you that, too. i give you that, too. All right. Well, once again, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another outstanding, fun unscripted episode of gentlemen's talk like i told you at the beginning of the show i am your sister's favorite dilf mr gq i'm your baby mama's cousin favorite dj dj michael b hey jew fresh take a out of the